Welcome to the Journey to Baby podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cameron, and as a fertility mentor, I am dedicated to guiding and supporting women in all stages of their trying to conceive journey. Whether you're just starting out or experiencing the heartbreak of miscarriages or infertility, I made this podcast for you. With a special emphasis on bringing awareness to recurrent miscarriages and unexplained infertility, I aim to provide you with the knowledge and resources to get the answers and support you not only need, but deserve. No matter what phase of trying to conceive you're in, my mission is to minimize your time and heartache in your journey to baby. Through expert insight, personal stories, and uplifting and educational discussions, this podcast will empower you with the tools and inspiration to make significant progress in your journey to baby. So join us each episode as we journey together towards the ultimate goal, your precious baby. I'm Megan Cameron, and this is the Journey to Baby podcast. Just a quick note before we get started. While I am a fertility mentor, I am not a licensed medical professional, and the information contained in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. My intent for this podcast is to help you have more impactful conversations with your professional medical team so that you can have more confidence in your journey to baby. Please make sure that you are being responsible by consulting with your professional medical team before making any changes to your health or fertility care. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Journey to Baby podcast. I am so happy to be here with you on your journey to baby, and today's episode is another one that goes back to the basics, but I'm always surprised to find that sometimes even our seasoned warriors don't know some of these little tricks and tips, so I think it will be useful for you regardless of where you are at in your journey. For this episode, I wanted to go beyond the ovulation kit and bring awareness to some of the clues that our bodies give us to let us know that we are ovulating or when we are about to ovulate. So once we are aware of these clues, you're going to notice that you'll really begin to know your body well and where your body is at in your cycle without really having to pay so close of attention to, you know, your tracking device or cycle uh, app or whatever it is. So without further ado, here are five signs of ovulation beyond the ovulation test strips. All right. So the first sign has to do with the discharge that we can sometimes see when we use the restroom. And I don't know about you, but I wish they had taught us this in sex ed and I don't know why they didn't. Um, I'm pretty sure they didn't, but, and I wish that they had taught us about that this discharge is normal. Um, for so much of my teenage life, I felt like I was so embarrassed by this and had absolutely no understanding that it was completely normal and actually a sign of good health. I know no one really knew about it but me, but it just still felt like embarrassing, like something was wrong, but I was too embarrassed to say anything. I don't know. Did anyone else go through that? Anyways, I will for sure be teaching my daughter about this from a very young age so that there is no, you know, question about it. (laughs) But I digress. Anyways, you may have noticed that sometimes this discharge is more sticky and sometimes it's more slippery. That is because as you move through your monthly cycle, your hormones can create a pattern. First, it will be more dry and sticky, and then it will become more creamy. And as as ovulation approaches, it will become more wet and clear, and then finally become uh, optical. Optical. It will become more optimal cervical mucus, 
um, around ovulation. And this optimal cervical mucus is wet and clear and like the consistency of egg whites. And that is why it is labeled egg white cervical mucus. I'm not sure if you've heard that term before or not, but EWCM, egg white cervical mucus. And when you notice your cervical mucus becoming more clear, wet, and slippery, you know that ovulation is approaching. And during ovulation, it is the thinnest and most abundant, um, which makes it perfect for sperm to swim through. Uh, <laughs> it usually starts a few days before ovulation and lasts until just after ovulation, which perfectly aligns with how long sperm can survive in a woman's reproductive tract. I kind of find that amazing. I mean, everything works out how it's supposed to. It's kind of crazy, but obviously if everything is, you know, going ideally, right? <clears throat> Anyways, all right. So the second sign is ovulation pain. And this pain is often one-sided, usually on the side where you are going to, on which ovary is going to release an egg. And this pain is called, I'm going to probably butcher this, Mittelschmerz. Mittelschmerz, I think is how they pronounce it, which is German for middle pain or middle of the month pain. How perfect. Um, and again, ovulation occurs usually 14 days before you have your period. You know, the follicular stage can um, vary a little bit, but anyways. This one-sided pain is from the ovary that's releasing the egg and can be a dull ache or a sharp twinge or pain. Um, sometimes it's quick and it only lasts a few minutes and sometimes it can last a day or two. Sometimes women can feel this pain and sometimes they can't. I think as you go through this journey and you become more aware of your body and more in tune with, with what's going on and paying more attention, you start noticing these things more and more. But yeah. Anyways, so sometimes people can feel it, sometimes they can't. The third sign is one that is not as common. Um, I think it's quite rare, but I thought I would include it anyways because not many people talk about it. And I found it really interesting when I figured it out. It is the fact that sometimes women experience diarrhea cyclically around the time of ovulation. Um, and it can also occur around the time of their period as well. And while sometimes diarrhea around ovulation can be a sign of endometriosis, there are times that it comes from prostaglandins that are released during ovulation. Prostaglandins are a hormone-like substance that is released to trigger events like releasing an egg or the shedding of your lining. It's like a relaxation mechanism. The relaxation mechanism it produces to trigger these events can also unfortunately affect nearby organs and cause loose stools around these times. Kind of crazy. I, I've never really heard anybody talk about that before, but when I came across that and was learning about it, I was like, whoa, that's crazy. All right. So the fourth sign has to do with our partners. Have you ever noticed your partner being extra flirty or handsy with you during certain times of the month? Um, or let's just be frank, if they're extra horny. <laughs> um, that could be because of pheromones. According to several studies, it seems that the rise in estrogen that occurs around ovulation causes a slight change in a woman's scent. And the men in these studies that were done found the women who were close to ovulation 
they thought that they smelled more attractive than during any other time in their cycle. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Um, I guess it's nature's way of letting a man know that a woman is fertile and ready to reproduce. <laughs> I mean, I've heard about it in, you know, mammals and stuff. So that's us, right? Makes sense. Um, on the flip side, has your partner ever accused you of only wanting intimacy when you are during your fertile window? Or claiming that you only want to be intimate in order to have a baby. I feel like this is unique to people who are who have been trying for a while to have a baby. Because um, I, don't, I don't think it ever came up before. For us at least. But it definitely came up during our journey. I personally found it to be a difficult obstacle to overcome during our, our trying to conceive journey. But I'm here to say... That the fifth sign of ovulation is an increase in libido. Your partner isn't imagining things. It's true, but it's not also, it's also not likely just because you want to have a baby. Our biological hormones cause this phenomenon. And you remember our episode about estrogen? Like, think about it. When our estrogen is high, we feel confident and sexy. And when our estrogen is low, our libido can be affected and we have low sex drive, right? The sex drive diminishes. So, if you remember our cycle, what happens right before ovulation? Estrogen and the luteinizing hormone rise and peak. Now, I'm not sure which hormone is responsible since both rise and peak around the same time, and that's when studies have shown that women have a higher libido. Maybe it's a combination of both. Who knows? But regardless, we can pretty confidently say that our hormones play a factor in our libido throughout our cycle. So <clears throat> they can just shove it. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Maybe we just, you know, show them the the studies on this, right? I don't know. Anyways, that is pretty much all I have for you this week. Um, you know, trying to get to know our bodies and learn the signs of ovulation. So maybe we don't have to become so reliant on on these ovulation tests and whatnot. But if you haven't already become pretty familiar with their cycle, I'm sure you will start to now. It's kind of amazing how in tune we can get with our bodies when we really start paying attention. And that's what this journey kind of does to you. You start paying attention, right? Anyways, if you found this episode helpful, be sure to share it. And I look forward to chatting with you again next week. I hope you have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. It is such an honor to be able to spend this time with you. I truly believe that I was meant to go through my own recurrent miscarriage journey so that I can help others advocate for what they need to minimize the pain of loss and infertility in their own journeys. If you found this episode helpful, it would mean the world to me if you could leave me a podcast review. Or if you know someone that would benefit from listening to this episode, please, please, please share it with them, friend. I want to spread this information as much as possible to the women who need it, and your review or share is seriously key to making that happen. So let's work together to help as many women as we can by spreading the word about this podcast and raising awareness for unexplained infertility and recurrent miscarriages. If you need more information and resources, make sure to find me at Journey with Confidence on TikTok or check out the fertility resources I have available over at journeywithconfidence.com. I love you, friend. You are so amazing, and I already know that you are one of the fiercest mama bears there is. I am sending you so much sticky baby dust. I hope you have an amazing day.